<laughs> Do you like Disney? Do you like movies? Do you like friends who watch these movies? Disney Channel, Tipsy Battle, Disney Channel, Tipsy Battle, Disney Channel, Tipsy Battle, yeah! Hey everybody! Welcome to the Disney Channel Tipsy Panel, the podcast where we watch and review all the DCOMs from A to Xenon. My name's Brandon, and I have so many pixels. My name's James, and the closest thing I had to a hologram was a poochie. My name's Brennan, and triple backflips, I used to be able to do that. And then I'm Ryan, and I'm perfect. You are. Not just pixel perfect. <laughs> In every way. Thanks. What's up, guys? How we doing? 2022 is in full swing. Here we are. Feels mm-hmm. good. We're going to listen to this in 2062 and be like, wow, those were the golden years. Mm-hmm. In the Library of Congress. Yeah. Which is a hologram that we access with our brains. It's actually in the metaverse by, by t- 60s. Mm-hmm. By the 60s. Oh, in- invented in this movie. I'm going to buy way. property next to the Library of Congress in the metaverse. That way I can go there every day in the metaverse. Well, I'll be your metaverse broker and charge you 20% of real money to broker that deal. Non-fungible domicile, here I come. <laughs> <laughs> you know, th- this is a good time for us to start squatting on metaverse domains real estate what whatever you would call it what's the address of the white house 1600 pennsylvania avenue yeah that's right i'm gonna squat there in the metaverse and (laughs) build a fucking hooverville in the metaverse (laughs) that's the address i write on all my return envelopes Mm -hmm. yeah that way you know it's gonna come back to you you're I, in the White House. I write 3152 41st Street, Astoria, New York, 11103, because that's where I live. P. Sherman, <laughs> 42 Wallaby Way, Sydney. Shh. Hey, guys. We watched a movie today. We watched Pixel Perfect, the 2004 DCOM about a hologram, being a hologram, loving a hologram, killing a hologram. Wanting Pop to music. fuck a hologram. I mean, who hasn't? Me. I'm sorry. I'm out achieving your dad, dude. Yeah, you're 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 missing out on some key life experiences. This movie is truly the the typical teen uh, rites of passage: starting a band, uh, wanting to fuck a hologram, um, living in the shadow your of true your love. dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, not being able to go into rain and le- except you die. <sighs> Uh, yeah, you know, we can all relate. Conjuring up a cat out of nowhere. Yeah, love to do that. But before we get into this movie, we are called the Tipsy Panel for a reason. Why is that? It's because it's funny. Yeah. It rhymes. It's a good sounding name. It rolls off the tongue. Uh, but also we have a drink. James is our mixologist. He makes a cool drink every time. James, what'd you make? So I decided to revisit a drink I... I gave a shot earlier um and maybe this is getting ahead of myself my opinion only about this movie but uh i revisited the mind eraser huh. that was mm. from episode i don't even know three two or three. Oh, um, when did we do the mind eraser it was it was a like a shot at the end of another like larger drink that we had the whole time mm. i th- was that sharpay um, is that what that was oh maybe that was sharpay sounds about right 
Yeah, yeah. that would make sense. That yeah. follows. Um, but anyway, it actually turns into more like it. It's really more of like a espresso martini, but it's a pretty good espresso martini. Oh, sounds um, great. And good for erasing your brain. Um, so it's actually an ounce of cold brew coffee concentrate, uh, an ounce of coffee liqueur, and an ounce of vodka. And then a like you can squeeze the oils out of a lemon peel or just like bunch up mm. a lemon peel, put it into a cocktail shaker over ice, shake it super, super vigorously so that you create a little bit of like foam and, and a little bit of action there and then strain it into a glass. And I don't even like espresso martinis. They seemed way too strong, but this is a good coffee drink. And I can't imagine how good it would be if you like coffee. Oh, nice. Nice. I, yeah, I don't and even like coffee, but I like you, and I like your drinks, so I'm going to have to give that a try. Uh, uh, listeners, you can also try these drinks because you can find them on our Instagram, at Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. Check it out. Make the drink. Uh, show us your concoction, and uh, we'll, we'll put it on our story. Um, we'll shout you out. Um, we'll, we'll appreciate it. That's pretty much all we could offer. We have no money. Show me your concoction. <laughs> you could also download our beautifully made uh, cocktail book uh, if you go to the link in our bio on Instagram and uh, check out all the drinks that we got. Download our cocktail book. <laughs> <laughs> who, wants to, uh, who wants to give us the elevator pitch for this movie? I think we already oh. did, and it's what if you could fuck a hologram, but... <sighs> Let's 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 do another one. Uh, I guess I'll do it. Thanks, Ryan. Um. So, what if the girl who loved you wasn't good enough, and you needed to make a better version of her? Mm, yeah. She, uh, or, all right. Like maybe maybe I'll try again. <laughs> what if what if you wanted success so badly that you didn't care who you hurt in the process? Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, using your friends as stepping stones to uh, achieve technological perfection. How oh, and your dad. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got to have some dad conflict here. Well, I just mean using your friends and your dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's pretty much the movie. Uh, it stars uh, Ricky Ullman. Uh, oh, who's not Ricky Ullman anymore? He goes by Raviv, uh, which is... You know, I guess his real name and a way cooler name. I don't know why. I don't know why Disney pressured him to Americanize it to Ricky. Uh, Raviv is a lot better. He's the fill of the future guy. Um, and I don't know who anyone else in this movie is, uh, but that's fine. Um, the only other person I knew was the actor's name is Chris Williams. He plays uh, D-Fib, mm. the uh, big other music star. And he was uh, Crazy Eyes Killer in... Curb Your Enthusiasm. He was in Dodgeball. Dodgeball. He's, he's in, in Silicon Valley. Yeah, Silicon Valley. That's right. Yeah, he's Hoover. Yeah, he, he's he Hoover is, in Silicon Valley. He's a notable guy. Yeah, he doesn't show up yeah. until later. I forgot about him. But yeah, yeah. Um, other than that, you've you've got your classic, uh, just you know, people that they can pay um, low wages to act in a kids movie. But um, yeah, let's talk about it. It's from 2004, and it's supposed to be futuristic. So, oh, man, do they lean hard into that. This is one of the best opening shots of any DCOM I've ever seen. It's just uh, rotating a cat 
uh, like a model of a cat, 3D model on a computer screen. And it's got the classic, like, you know, dark green checkered background. It's got stupid little menus popping up. Uh, it, it's, it's kind of perfect in my humble opinion. Um, Ricky Ullman's making, uh, holograms. He's making a holographic cat. Um, and for some reason he has to keep all these little projects a secret from his big tech daddy. I don't know why. It's not really clear. His dad doesn't want him outshining him most likely because clearly the kid has much more skill than he does based on the fact that he's able to make a convincing humanoid hologram. Yeah. And the dad's like, no, 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 don't do this. No, don't do this. And the kid's like, dad, I'm skilled at this. And the dad's like, no. I yeah, what? Then, but then later he's like, hey there, business partner. <laughs> mm-hmm. What does the dad do? He works for, you know, generic tech company, Inc. I think they're called Skygraph. I don't know. Um, but all we know is that he works for them and he's about to lose his job, but then he doesn't lose his job. Um, but it's very unclear what he actually does. Well, he's a hot shot because he's got a he's got an earpiece. Ah, the Bluetooth he's a hot shot. He's he's hot shot at Skygraph. Like if he had a LinkedIn profile page, <laughs> hot shot at Skygraph is his, his title. His skills are wearing glasses, uh, wearing glasses, synergy, and, and high ceilings in the home. Mm, <laughs> yeah. You know, when I saw this originally as a kid, I did really like the home that they lived in. Um, I just like, I think I just liked the stairs. I liked That's that it was, point. yeah, just one continuous set of stairs from top floor to bottom floor. And uh, it's got like glass paneling. Uh, it's all very sleek, very chrome, uh, very can you expand on what one continuous set of stairs means? Well, I mean, like, you know, it <laughs> goes... Well, so there's the second floor, and you could you could go down the stairs to the first floor, but then uh-huh. there's also the stairs that go straight to the basement from there. Oh. As opposed to, like, in so the home a- I was in growing up, where the stairs are parallel. So, like, if you go down to the first floor, you have to, like, go through the dining room and the kitchen to get to the basement stairs. No, look at this guy. He's got two sets of stairs. Yeah, I, I don't, don't think that's better than one continuous set of stairs. Now I understand. It, it, yeah. You can hop off. The continuous stairs are like the stairs in the Super Mario 64 game that you just keep running up Mm -hmm. and they just keep, Mm. you just keep running up the stairs. Exactly, yeah. It's like that Kate Bush song. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So anyway, um, I guess Ricky Ullman is the main character, but his, uh, the the female lead is Sam. Yeah. I already forgot her name. Yeah, Uh Sam. Wait, uh, he has a really good name though. What is it? Russo Roscoe. or Roscoe? Roscoe. Yeah. He's Roscoe, Roscoe and Samantha. Yeah. Two dogs' names. And Sam is <laughs> Sam's cool as hell. And you know she's cool because she has not one, but two Avril Lavigne posters in her room. One on either mm. side, so that whichever camera angle you set up, you know that she likes Avril Lavigne. I need to go and make things so complicated. I see the way you're Yeah, she, I'd noticed that too. Her dual Avril Lavigne posters. Yeah. So Sam is the what, lead what singer. What posters did you guys have in your room growing up in 2004? You, oh, God. Green I, Day. Mm-hmm. And uh, U2. 
I, when I was, what, 2002, I definitely had a Three Doors Down poster. Can you take me higher? I was a Superman kind of guy. Didn't like the movies or the shows or anything, but man, that song really did it for me. <sighs> yeah. Kryptonite. Frogs. frogs. You love frogs frog so much? Frog. Name three. Oh, uh, Tree Frog. Okay. Kermit. Yeah. And Binya Binya Pollywog. Ah, oh, damn. You really mm. like frogs. Gullah Gullah Island. My man. Yeah. He's a Pollywog. I don't know if he's a frog. <laughs> Sorry, I doubted you. <laughs> so, yeah, Sam. Um, she's got Avril Lavigne posters on her wall. She's a rock star. Yeah, she's the lead singer of the Zeta Bites. All girl uh, rock trio. Uh, they basically write like they're. Kind of, how would you describe their music? Do you guys remember that song? Um, uh, he loves me not. I forget yeah. who the band is. It was it was a girl group. Um, you know, he loves me. Uh huh. He loves me not. Trying to tempt him with his weakest. Yeah. Mm hmm. situation. Yeah. Yeah. My baby won't be Um. That's the that's their yeah. vibe basically. But, no, but they were more rock and roll than that. I guess a little. Yeah. Um, yeah. Honestly, but, I don't know. Their music sounded fucked up at double speed, so I can't really, <laughs> I can't really say what it sounded like. Well, so did the record producer also thought that. They're trying to get into some like amateur battle of the bands, uh, but because uh, they don't have a front person, uh, the guy's like, no! Well, listen, Sam was their f- f- uh, lead singer, and they, she was deemed not good enough because the guy with the english or australian accent said she wasn't a good enough dancer he was like put down the guitar honey and do some jagger do some britney and really she was a a good singer and a great songwriter and Mm -hmm. she was shunned because she couldn't dance imagine writing these kind of songs at like 15 also uh really great okay so i'll I, i guess i have to walk through the plot a little bit to get here um so they're auditioning New singers and everybody sucks, uh, except for one person who walks in. And surprise, surprise, this is the hologram that Roscoe has designed specifically to be the perfect front woman. I, I will. Did I will. you pause on the albums he used to get there? Oh, you're talking about Michelle and Alex. <laughs> All I'm talking about Grateful for You by Michelle yes, <laughs> and Greatest Hits by Jennifer Chapman. Oh, classics. What? Love those songs that they sing. Like, you know, Love Song, The Song, and Never Gonna, Always Gonna Want You. And Baby, My Baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I know you said that uh, the hologram was the only good singer, but I disagree. The punk rock schoolgirl was pretty amazing. Oh my god, Bavarian pigtails! Don't want to take a test. Teacher says she's the best. I would listen to her music if she was singing for like fucked up. I yeah. I would listen to it. Yeah, it it was like if Henry Rollins was a fourteen year old girl <laughs> who yeah, went that, to boarding school. And that's like the first one they show to be like, oh, all of the people are gonna suck, but hmm. They, they were mistaken. They picked the wrong trope. Math is the bane of my existence. Let's just say it makes me pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she rocked. She did. Let's mm-hmm. just say. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, Roscoe made Loretta Modern. 
great name. <laughs> That's the only other than, you know, making, you know, state of the art, cutting edge holographic technology. The best thing he did was name her Loretta Modern. <laughs> and, you know, she's she's young. She's pretty. She's spunky. She's she can dance. Uh, yeah, she's she can flexible. Dance, she's flexible. Uh, she could sing. She could do she could literally do it all. And it's all with the a few keystrokes on his incredible like six inch laptop that he just carries around all the time. Yeah, it was like his his Game Boy Advance. Yeah, the Game Boy SP with a keyboard. He, yep. Um, fucking nerd. And the cylinder, like the storage cylinder that she lives in. Yeah. That is not a projector, by the way. There's no projectors involved in these mm-hmm. uh, holograms. They just say like. Oh, the sound waves of the room bounce around, and that's where it lives. Yeah, it's echolocation. Yeah, the, the yeah, science she's... seemed a little shoddy, but the technology was cool looking. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold on. Are you telling me? Are you telling me that a kids' movie from two thousand four didn't have perfect science to whoa, it? Bro, Loretta can't even go into the rain. All right. Or well, used used to say that echolocation can't actually make a hologram. Can a bat make a girl? <laughs> um, but obviously, Sam's fucking pissed about all this because she's getting replaced by by nothing, by something that's not real. She's getting replaced by by just lights, tricks some, of the eye. A, a hologram who can't even go outside. Yeah, Sam could go outside. What if they wanted to play like Warp Tour or Coachella? Yeah, you got you got to bring her. Oh yeah, that's a good point because those are outside festivals. Yeah, Loretta can't well, do that. But, one of the common, uh, one of the like C plots of this is that the hologram really wants to feel the rain, mm-hmm. but she can't go outside. Yeah, put her in the shower. Oh, <laughs> yeah, can't feel anything. But but it might melt her. Yeah, um, I've heard some unknown reason. Yeah, one of the um one of the like plot devices of this is that if the hologram is destroyed, it has to be completely rebuilt from the ground up. Which to be only fair, takes though, one montage. Yeah, true. Yeah. He just, just grabbing CDs from all over a room. That was a great montage, by the way, just yes. Ricky Ullman, just holding a bunch of CDs and looking quizzically at them. Uh, incredible. Just, you know, incredible shots all around. And, and I know we're kind of jumping forward here, but I also love that he took photos of people, including his friend Sam, and oh wrote God. on them on post-its like shoulders 10%, <laughs> eyes no. But he's taking 10% of Sam's shoulders and incorporating them into Loretta Modern and mm-hmm. not none of Sam's eyes and incorporating them into Loretta Modern. Like, <laughs> and how? By uploading a 2D photograph? By objectifying also, them. This, this one's a... <laughs> I'd like to raise a point if Mark Zuckerberg is listening, which I know he is. Why do we have to go to the metaverse? Why can't you bring the metaverse to us? Hmm. Yeah. I have to get all this hardware. I have to spend money on this. No, 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 no. How about if you want the metaverse to happen so badly, just put a chip in my brain. The next time I open up my computer, shoot a dart out of the camera into my temple and insert the microchip. Mark, no need for all this mumbo jumbo. Mark, if you're listening, I got my COVID-19 vaccine and I didn't get chipped. And Mark, if you're listening, fuck you. My vaccine is sweet baby rays. <laughs> brisket and ribs. Mm. Some brisket and some ribs. 
what are you guys doing? I hope you're smoking, smoking brisket and ribs. Meat. Smoking meat. Smoking meat. Smoking meat. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. That's <laughs> for the best. If you do know, email us, Disney Channel Tipsy Panel at gmail.com. If you know, you know. So they install, Loretta, no pun intended, they install Loretta as the singer of the uh, Zeta Bites. Zeta Bites. And she's immediately extremely popular. Yeah. Everybody wants to get to know her. And that leads to the scene with the date, which I find oh hilarious. Okay. We got to set it up. Yeah. So Ugh. some punk goes to uh, Rossi or whatever his name is. <laughs> and is like, bro, Loretta's smoking, babe. Uh, You're her keeper, right? Yeah. Can you get me a date with her? I'll help I'll help your dad keep his job. And well, you gotta establish <laughs> the connection here. So both of them, Roscoe and the the dumb guy, the airhead, are both children of executives or you know, higher ups at Skygraph. And his the, the dumb guy's mom is, I guess, the boss of Roscoe's mom, dad. And he's like, if you get me a date with this girl, I'll convince my mom, the head of a tech company, to keep your dad on staff. Uh-huh. Not just keep him on staff, but, like, make sure that he's thriving there. Mm -hmm. Not sure how that one worked out, but it did. So then they, they all go on a date. Uh, Rosco go to the local, like, malt Roscoe shop. asks Sam if she'd like to go on a date, to which she agrees because... Spoiler alert, she's in love with him. Mm. And then she's not too thrilled to find out that it's a double date with Loretta and uh, the dumb guy and Roscoe and her. And uh, it, havoc ensues on the, this date. The havoc ensues. Well, first of all, she can't be touched. So every <laughs> time this guy tries to like touch her hand, she has to like, back off. But also, when she has a carrying case, there's a specific name for it. Does anyone remember what it's called? It's just a hard drive. It's an external hard drive, but they have a name. It's like the holograph or a cylinder. Yeah, the holograph transport module cylinder firewall synergy bullshit thing. But uh, it rolls away, and as far as I know, it's just a storage device. But once it rolls away, uh, she can't be too far from it, and then she starts disintegrating, and like uh, she basically gets drunk. Like she she can't like act proper, and then her the hologram breaks and like she grows extra sets of lips and uh, her eyes <laughs> pop out. She does the hard eyes emoji, and then she disappears. And How fun! A man across the restaurant from them almost throws up at the sight of him. <laughs> cool he, guy. He chokes slash like dry heaves. Yeah. At just her with an extra pair of lips, and he's like, <laughs> "It's a good spit take." Yeah, and he yeah. thinks he's hallucinating. He looks in his sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what What does he think he's gonna find I, in there? I, I can't quite explain why I think he does that. I mean, like, did they put something in this sandwich? Is probably his thought. 
but it was definitely the actor ad-libbing, and the director's like, yeah, let's just go with it. <laughs> like, oh, great, perfect. Honestly, yeah, he probably acid blotter paper yeah, exactly. a layer of his burger. <laughs> exactly. That probably is the director. Like, who are we kidding? That's yeah. just the guy who was on, the guy on set where, like, they didn't want to hire an extra person. They're like, you got to go on screen for, like, you know, 10, 10 minutes. And we're going to do these two, we're going to do two shots of you, and that's it. Uh, Brandon, by the director, do you mean Mark A.Z. DePay? Ah, uh, you know I mean Mark A.Z. DePay. Um, first of all, this was his first... We've talked about him before because he did Halloween, Halloween Town High. Wow. Oh, man. And in Halloween Town High, we also talked about somehow, I think Kate brought up the movie Frankenfish. And right. he also directed Frankenfish. Yes, he did. And after he did three, he did three movies in 2004, Pixel Perfect, Frankenfish, and Halloween Town High. Oh, the trifecta. 2007, 2008, and 2009, he did three straight-to-DVD Garfield animated movies. (laughs) Garfield Gets Real, Garfield's Fun Fest, Garfield's Pet Force. All classics. Wow. Amazing. Wow. This guy really just takes whatever he can get. Good for him. Mark A.Z. Dippy. Oh, and he also did the Michael Jai White uh, Spawn movie from 1997 with John Leguizamo as, like, the gross blue man. <laughs> what? I know nothing about this. Oh, I'll share the pictures. Love me some John Leguizamo, though. I think that's the one that we go off script for. When we decide we're reviewing a non-decom, that's what we're doing. <laughs> Spawn with yeah. John Leguizamo. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Spawn with John Leguizamo. <laughs> <laughs> so the the general content of this movie like most conversations seem to be it's kind of like baby's first isaac asimov story it's all like philosophical tech like what what is existence for a human versus a robot uh what can a robot achieve what is perfection uh, all they they just cover, try to cover so 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 much ground with all of these discussions, um, but really the only thing that stands out about it is that Ricky Ullman wants to fuck this hologram, and I know we've said it a lot, but it, it can't be said enough that uh, this guy, this actor, this young actor's seminal performance is is being in love with a hologram. But it inspired Joaquin Phoenix in the movie Her. That's true. That is true. Joaquin Phoenix, in an interview, uh, has said that he watched this movie 300 times to prepare for the role. He, he, got, he got deep in the lore of Pixel Perfect. He called up Mark A.Z. Dippy and said, hey, I want to be know. inside this movie. Yeah. What makes, it, what makes this tick? Yeah, no, I, I do agree with what you said, Brandon. All of these conversations are pseudo-philosophical. And, uh, you know, if I was, um, I don't know, 12 or 11 and I had the attention span to follow this, I might think it was deep. Well, when I was a kid, this I, I, I pro- this is probably why I liked this one more because it's it's like, you know, as, an, as a 12-year-old, you're like, oh, my God, holy shit, a robot can think, a robot can feel, ah! But um, 
Yeah, it's just more interesting than the, you know, than the the typical like Joss Whedon-esque dialogue of like that just happened in, you know, every other decom that we see. I did also really appreciate all of the just anytime they talked about the internet. Um I don't think there's ever going to be a better line in a decom than if you upload, the net will tear you apart. And guys, I have uploaded, and the net has torn me apart. I am a shell of who I was before the first time I uploaded. Yeah, I don't think a truer line has ever been spoken in DCOM universe. Yeah, I'm I'm a shell of myself. And you know what? The internet in this movie? Perfect. I don't think they've ever had to update. Like, you know, f- fuck the metaverse. This movie is is what the metaverse should be. It's all, you know, it's all like white voids and infinite spaces. None of that second life stuff. They they really knew what they were doing. They channeled like they took they took the best parts of the matrix and made it kid accessible. I wonder which came first though, this movie or the Dave Chappelle skit about the internet? Because oh, it's got to be that one, right? Chappelle. It's got to be. Yeah, because I think that this one was um, inspired by that, and they sanitized it. Mm-hmm. Um, for our listeners who aren't familiar with the particular Chappelle skit, he was theorizing on what the internet would be like if it was a physical place. And you know, I like to think that Pixel Perfect 2004 comes close, but I think Chappelle's show comes even closer in that you're walking on a dimly lit street at night and a man approaches you from an alley and he sees you and he speaks to you. He says, Hey buddy, you want to enlarge your penis? (laughs) Which (laughs) reminds me a lot of the pop-up ad that comes into the uh, internet steamroller. Yeah. uh, In this movie, Uh, uh, pixel perfect. You know what it is. What? It's a search engine. It's a big ass big rig. Yeah, it's a search engine. Yeah, no, I, I figured as much. But yes, um, yeah, what was mortgage rates in town? In, hey, you want real estate? Hey, we got a great deal for you on real estate. Just click here. Hey, um, buddy, you want to enlarge your penis? You're not gonna believe this. Uh, if the internet, if the internet were a real place, the Dave Chappelle skit uh, premiered on Comedy Central February 28, 2004. This movie premiered january 16th 2004 Whoa. holy shit so this movie just beat it out maybe charlie murphy was like on set at pixel perfect he was in a deleted scene and then he ran over and he was like dave dave you gotta see this dave listen what if the internet was a real place <laughs> Well, great minds think alike. So uh, Z.A. Dippy and, and Dave Shapippy, two, <laughs> two peas in a pod there. Oh, my God. Uh, hey, can we, uh, can we do a decom F-bomb? Oh. Is that okay with you, Ryan? Yeah. Is that acceptable? Yeah, yeah. uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Decom yeah. F-bomb. If this were a PG-13 movie, you get to drop the F-bomb once. Where would you put it? Um, here's mine. Okay. So, um, after at Loretta's big performance, it's a battle of the bands and 
Big Shot record producer, D-Fib, is there. <laughs> and it's a crowded stage. Everybody's super psyched. Um, it's revealed that Lorette is a hologram. Now, everybody's been keeping this a secret, but I don't know why, because the crowd loves it instantly, and they're like, whoa, that's awesome. And everybody starts cheering. So D-Fib, businessman he is, he calls up his boss. And the boss is like, I assume you got something great if you're calling so late. And he goes, oh, only our next biggest sensation. Listen to this. And he holds out his, you know, his Motorola flip phone from 2004. And he's trying to show the, you know, the, the crowd is psyched. The music's great. But because this is a 2004 Motorola flip phone, the only logical response from the guy on the other end is, Daryl, I can't hear a fucking thing. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> There's my F-bomb. I think mine would have to be during the scene where um, uh, Loretta Modern insults Samantha. Like, that's the first moment in the film where I realized that Loretta actually had a personality where she started to throw barbs at Sam. And uh, Samantha at one point is like, I can't even fucking smack her. (laughs) (laughs) It would have been nice to see her try. Yes. Would have appreciated that. Eh, Too much violence. Unfortunately. Anyway. I think mine would be... So we were talking about the dummy who uh, is also a, a, a family member of a Skynet employee. Mm-hmm. Skynet's Terminator, Skygraph. Now Skynet. I mean, eight year, eight years. Loretta Modern is going to uh, rise from a portal yeah. and kill all of us. Yeah, honestly, that wouldn't that wouldn't be the craziest way for this movie to end. Yeah. Um, the way this movie ends actually kind of sets it up, and I would love to talk about that. Yes, please. Yeah. Okay, absolutely. It creates an omniscient being. But anyway, <laughs> um, so. Roscoe is tutoring the other dummy and he he walks away. He's like, oh, I got to go. And the dummy goes, what's more important, some girl or my math test? And then he has a moment, which is actually good acting, where he kind of looks into the middle distance and realizes what he said, <laughs> uh, meaning that he's not more important than some girl. So just his linger on him for another sentence as he goes, oh, the fucking girl. oops you're right all right mine's towards the end like very last scene uh loretta is basically a ghost by this point and she comes back to provide backup vocals for the band don't don't know how that happens um (laughs) but mine mine isn't an f-bomb i figured we could expand into other swears oh please Uh, so basically Roscoe sees Loretta in the backstage as a ghost singing the back singing the back vocals and he just goes under his breath, she did it, that son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, Brandon. That would make sense because it it not makes sense. That would follow the incongruence of this movie of him acting in that moment like he was in on it, like this was the plan all along. Because nothing in this movie made sense, and the way that things flowed from one to the other were dog shit. Yeah. (laughs) I'm glad you said that, James, because I was trying to put my finger on it. Like, in theory, 
the story works and I don't know it there there was something very off about this and you summed it up very well yeah it, it's filmed like a TV show there's constant like every 15 minutes there's a there's a fade out and then a fade in well like it even to the point where so uh, kudos to the movie for doing something different but like so the you think when the hologram is introduced when Loretta is introduced the conflict is going to be that the band doesn't find out that it's a hologram but they find out right away the first mm -hmm. practice they find out mm -hmm. then it's like oh they're going to have to make sure that no one else figures out that this hologram is a hologram and that also the first show they perform everyone figures out that it's a hologram so then they have to go to creating a human and then the end of the movie is it becomes lightning and is as i said before an omniscient god yes <laughs> uh, if, if i could nowhere for this movie to go if i could just play devil's advocate for a moment here uh, we've seen actually. enough. Of, actually, we've seen enough of these movies to know what happens to a "we're trying to hide X thing" plot. Right, it never works. Yeah, well, no, it turns into the like you know, quickly closing doors and be like, "You're home early," and you know, saying those just like a stupid lie that pops into your head. Like that is the worst scene. A uh, plot device of every single Disney anything. Oh, Loretta? Yeah, she's from uh, Antarctica and uh, she's uh, vegan. And uh, even what, but they, so they did do that, but it was tongue in cheek the whole time because, like, they were they were talking to a, 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 a guy, the equivalent of a brick wall, like a guy who just believes everything he hears and just reflects it back. So even that was better than, you know, the usual, like, you know, trying to pull one over on your mom and dad. But like James said, even though, um, you know, those elements were gone, like they did it in a in a tongue in cheek way, it still flowed like shit. Like they, the band discovers she's a hologram. The public discovers she's a hologram. She's in the recording studio as a hologram. Yeah, she was had, she the gorillas? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Or is she, or is she Tupac at right. uh, Coachella? She is an NFT. She's somewhere in between. Yep. Yeah, right. She's an NFT because the record company buys her. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is the um, main conflict in the movie, I'd say. Aside yeah. from the one between Sam and Roscoe, because that's really the main conflict. It's like her unrequited love of him. Yeah. The main conflict. Which is crazy because he, he sucks. Like, he is... He's, he's an oblivious the, moron. She fucking kisses him at one point. And he's like, where's where's Lydia? Where's Loretta? <laughs> it's just like, motherfucker, you just got a kiss. Yeah. And you're worrying about where your fucking non-fungible token is. <laughs> Honestly, though, like in, in, in the year of our Lord 2022, I realize how real this character is. Oh, All my apes are oh, gone. I got a kiss. All my apes are gone. <laughs> <laughs> where's my bored apes? <laughs> and oh, also you the, know the he's gonna have that, that hexagon with, profile pick <laughs> the same thing that happens with nfts now in that someone thinks they own it but it just gets away from them is exactly what happens in this movie except the actual nft escapes of its own volition <laughs> oh right. my god so we're, we're talking about the um 
real uh, climax of the movie here, which is uh, Xander, whatever his name is, the dad. Xander Cage, triple X. He sells Lydia, Loretta, to the record company as represented by Defibrillator Man. And uh, the son doesn't like that. And somehow, even though the record company owns Loretta, Defib makes off with the non-fungible token and returns it to its rightful place. So 2022 in a nutshell, baby. (laughs) Your NFTs don't actually belong to you. I'd also like to point out that the bigwig record exec is like... the. The quality of hair and makeup and wardrobe that they used for him is like porno level. Like he's got like the cheapest suit and the worst hair and the ugliest tie and the weirdest jawline. He's like if someone hired a Gordon Gecko impersonator, impersonator, like someone who impersonates an impersonator. That's like if I impersonated the the Bill Gates impersonator from Nathan for you. He's a copy of a copy. <laughs> He's a non-fungible token JPEG copy of a JPEG of a JPEG. You could see the artifacts. He's glitching in real time. Speaking of JPEG, I think we're... I'm still hung up on the, the NFT-esque nature of Loretta in that <sighs> A, mm-hmm. she can... When she uploads herself, she names her own file and instead of dot jpg.jpg it's .hpg which i assume stands the h is for hologram it's holograph but, yeah but if she's a file she can be copied mm-hmm. what is preventing that uh drm protection well you see james uh the internet is a series of tubes and she's got her own tube so nobody can copy her she's she's going down her own tube if this movie preempted the prediction of blockchain, I'm going to lose my mind. See, so let me explain this to you, James. On October 12th, 1998, Congress passed the Digital Millennium <laughs> Copyright Act. And this landmark legislation updated U.S. copyright law to meet the demands of the digital age and to conform U.S. law to the requirements of the World Intellectual Property Organization and treaties that the U.S. signed in 1996. Mm. So... This movie was made in 2004. DMCA is 1998. That's how uh, Loretta... uh, That's how all the apes ended up missing. All my apes gone. Hey, um, you guys remember when one of the record execs said that they could recreate Loretta's of every ethnicity? (laughs) God. Yeah. You know, she's not even that good of a dancer. It's like... She's like, if I say hello, and then she's waving her hand, hello. If I bite my lip, and then she bites her lip. Uh, yeah. That's, a little that's boy just, who talks too much, and she, like, makes a talking, you know, sticks just, a mouth out of her hand. It's Mickey yeah. Mouse thing. She's, she's the best dancer. <laughs> and just, we must copy her. Also, she caps, how about... She, she caps every dance off with two or three full backflips off of a stool. Yeah. Yeah. How about the fact that she can't interact with other... Other things can't physically interact with her, but she could interact with other physical things. Like, she could step on top of the drum set and do a double backflip, but, but like, she doesn't fall through it. But everything else, if they try to touch her, 
Um, nope, can't do it. Well, here's what she's made of. She's made of five things. Signal, <laughs> echolocation, <laughs> pattern, cell signal, and error rate. I'm made of those things too. And her main enemy is interference. <laughs> Be careful when the echolocation starts to go too high. When you have too much echolocation, you start uh, you start glitching out and you look like TV static. You start clipping through walls and spawn killing and... Um, Accidentally doing a, a speed run of Would You Notice Me? Which was the whole movie for me because I played it on double speed. Anyone want to take a guess at how many times we hear uh, nothing's wrong with me? Uh, th- thrice. Cut it in half. You hear it three and a half times because the first time it's cut off by um, the Battle of the Bands guy, mm. like right before the chorus. Mm. So I counted that as a half. But yeah, three and a half times. Uh, speaking of the music, the song that I actually found the most appealing in this movie was sung by the girl group, the Moist Toilets. Moist Toilets. Yeah. Really? That's the one you like the most? Uh, that is the one I like the most because it's the one that sounded the best sped up. Oh, okay, that's fair. Um, one of the songs has a key change in it, and surprisingly, it wasn't bad. Like, it was fine. It was That was a Would You Notice Me. Um and you know, like I, I never expect a key change to be good. I always take a key change. Like I'm, I'm cautious around a key change. But this one was fine, and it was led by the vocals, which is not usually how a key change happens. Um, I think that we've talked about the ending, but we really need to dig into it, and before we, you know, get to rating this movie. Yeah, there's actually a decent amount to unpack here. So. Loretta is gone. She's somewhere in the metaverse. She's in Japan. She's in Japan. Yeah. Uh, and they have a big show. So Sam's like, I got an idea. I will be Loretta. And she puts on a wig and she starts doing the dance moves. And first of all, the fact that someone with no dance practice can convincingly be Loretta for like a minute and a half means that Loretta was not a very good dancer to begin with. Uh, but anyway, Sam tries to do a cartwheel. She fucks it up. She falls off the stage Wax her head on the ground. Her wig goes flying. Her wig does go flying, which is very funny. And she's in a coma. She goes into a coma, which is pretty serious for a decom. She gets a fucking head injury that's bad enough to leave her comatose. Yeah. Um, Loretta finds her way back to um, Roscoe. She appears in the hospital. Roscoe's there. Sam's parents are there. Loretta shows up. And She's like, what happened? And Loretta's yeah. parents are like, she was trying to be you. Yeah. And then Loretta's like, I'm going to hack into the EEG machine. Yeah. And she actually goes into the machine, the like EKG machine, and travels into Sam's brain. And Sam's in a coma. The brain scene, there's a music video I could compare it to, but I can't remember what it is. It looks kind of like, um, it looks like it would be like, you know, the start of a Creed or Stained video. Right. It's like Exa- that cracked desert yeah. ground. Or shine down or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cracked desert ground, um, blue filter, or like, like purpley blue filter, um, foggy expanse. Yeah. And Sam is just sitting there, gray skinned, in front of a broken guitar. Yeah. Which... Honestly, is is 
too strong. It's it's too strong of symbolism for a Disney movie. It's way too heavy handed. Yeah, yeah. Um, surprisingly so. And uh, because Loretta is a computer program, she can fix brains. She fixes the brain immediately. There's no hesitation. She like waves her hand over the guitar. Uh, grass grows from the ground. Greenery is everywhere. We're suddenly in a Vanessa Carlton video, yeah. and uh, it 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 just happens. She puts the guitar into Sam's hands, and Zombie Sam puts her fingers on the um, frets, and Loretta like strums the guitar for Zombie Brain Sam, which causes the healing to occur. Zombie Brain Sam just keeps going. It's broken. It's broken. We need like screw the entertainment industry. She needs to be fixing CTE, Loretta. Yeah, <laughs> we need Loretta in the NFL. Yeah, how selfish that she uses her omniscience to sing backups for her former band and then fly around in the sky like a well, dragon or something. It's important to to follow every step to get here. Sorry, it's I did only skip more some ridiculous of that. every single time. Sam wakes up, but it's not Sam's consciousness. It's Loretta controlling Sam's body. Ooh. And because and, go ahead. Brandon, to, to add context to this, I took a look at the time left in the movie when Loretta possesses Sam, something that has not been presented at all the entire movie. There are seven minutes left, including the credits. So yeah. what's about to happen happens in such a short amount of time. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's a real Hail Mary. <laughs> Loretta wants to feel the rain. So she runs outside in Sam's body. We get a few shots of like, you know, Sam spinning in the rain. It flashes to Loretta, flashes back to Sam. And then uh, it's not lightning. Something comes from the sky like a, like a gale. And blasts through Sam's body. And now Loretta has left and has vanished into the ether. She's like in the clouds now. Then, in the epilogue, when the Zeta Bites are practicing again, we find out that Loretta is, is not, not here, but here. She is singing harmonies through the air and present as what Roscoe calls a guardian angel. This is no guardian angel. This is like this is like a, a biblically accurate angel. This is this is like <laughs> something is going to come down with like 40 wings and 50 eyes and shout be not afraid. <laughs> it 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 is the most wackadoodle ending to any of these movies we have ever seen. Yeah, it's the biblical idea of existing within the firmament, except it's a robotic strand of code that has the ability to fix brains. And yeah. It's such a strange message to come from a movie that seems so focused on tech to end with like, a spiritual connection doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know why they did it that way. Now, I feel like if 
I had watched this movie more recently than maybe this afternoon. And if I would thought about it some more, I, I could have made a connection between spirituality and technology as in like, we're all just God's C plus plus or something. <laughs> but, um, I don't know if it's that deep. I think maybe the writers were just like, yeah, I, she's God now. I don't know. I think the understanding of technology is is at is accurately at a seven year old's level, which is why mm. this is this works well as a decom. <laughs> you know, doesn't doesn't work as that. You know, like just think about a kid talking about technology. Can a can a computer feel rain? Can a computer love? What if the uh, hologram could? touch things but they couldn't touch it (laughs) yeah that's that's what we're working with here um i i don't have much more in my book what what do we got guys hey if who who is currently performing what musical act that is currently performing do you think might secretly be a hologram I'm, i'm gonna say adele Huh. BTS. Okay. Yeah. 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 I was yeah. Go that with makes like the most K-pop. sense. Yeah. Yeah. They seem genetically engineered. Uh, if honestly, if Lady Gaga goes on the road again, it's going to be a holographic version of herself. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably actually, right. The, the correct answer here is ABBA. Oh, yeah. Because they are talking about doing holographic tours. True. Honestly, though. I think it would be pretty cool to see, like, you know, adult ABBA performing with young ABBA. Yeah. That, 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 there, there's, there's a novelty to that that I would enjoy for about five minutes. Not enough <laughs> to pay for it, but enough to, like, you know, read a Vox article about it. I would probably see uh, the Beastie Boys if they were performing with an Adam Yauch hologram. Mm. Rest in rest in peace, MCA. Or I'd see like um like a lead belly hologram or like <laughs> uh Vince Guaraldi or something. A Robert Johnson hologram. <laughs> yeah, that'd be sick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Blind Lemon Jefferson hologram. <laughs> Should we do holographic baseball games too? Like could we see holographic oh. Tom Seaver pitching to holographic Babe Ruth? Wow. Why not? Be kind of sick. Yeah, we could do anything. Um. Oh, uh, one last order of business. At the very least, one last one. Uh, we forgot to do the decom dad hour. Oh yeah, Xander, the only dad in this movie. Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There are two dads in this movie. We should start with Xander. Uh, and I think he, if we're doing pass fail dads. Uh, whether or not we're doing pass fail dads, I think the score is the same, and I think you're all going to agree with me. F fails hard. Um, he's jealous of his own son, not supportive until maybe the very end. Yeah, and uh, yeah, frankly, is is an inadequate father to his son, and not good at his job because his son outdoes him at his own and job. They have a live-in maid who, like, no one even talks to. Ever. No, not even not acknowledged once. Um, but I do like that they do they take a moment to talk about all of the dad's failed relationships, which is funny. 
So first you divorced mom, then you broke up with your your first girlfriend after mom, and then you broke up with your other girlfriend. Yeah, that was fun. You're a loser. But there is another dad. Uh, it's Sam's dad, who I think only has one line. But well, let's let's judge him off of that one line. Uh, I actually, oh please. I think I think he rocks. All we know about him is that he supports Sam in her music career. He wears bright polo shirts. He washes his car. He's just a, a, a cool dad. I, gi- I give him a, a, an A. I think he gets at least a B plus. I mean, an A, yeah, that's reasonable. He doesn't do a thing wrong. No. In fact, he sh- he, he, his car is shiny, so he washed it well. A plus in my book. Mm-hmm. Counterpoint. Fuck this guy. He's unfit to be a dad. Wow. Uh, continuity error, definitely. But uh, Roscoe walks up to him. He runs up to he's like going to see Sam because what's her name is missing. Uh, the hologram. Well, I already forgot her name. Luby Luby. Uh, she's missing. So so Roscoe comes running up and sees the dad and goes, "Where's Sam?" And he goes, "Oh, she's inside." And then the next scene, she's clearly outside. So he doesn't know the difference between inside and outside. That's not a continuity error. That's him not knowing that. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Okay. I can't argue with that. Where's Sam? She's downstairs and clearly she's upstairs. After all, this is a movie. Movies don't make mistakes. They don't. So he must just be an idiot. It's the actor's (laughs) fault. God damn. Imagine not knowing the difference between inside and outside. <laughs> well, when you're in the metaverse, those lines are blurred. <laughs> She's outside. Oh, I mean inside. Oh, what am I? Sorry. I always always get those mixed. two mixed up. <laughs> um, um, my brain's all over the place. Uh, hey, happy nighttime. I mean, shit, it's daytime. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Hi, my happy name's Roscoe. Night oh, no, you're Roscoe. This is happy nighttime. Oh, sorry. What I, I sound like such an idiot. What I meant was happy daytime. Hey, good morning. I mean, fuck. Good evening. Shit. Uh, All right, so we've established that uh, technology is God and uh, dads don't know the difference between morning and night (laughs) or inside or outside. (laughs) Uh, Anything else we can learn about the world from this uh, master of uh, cinematic glory? Uh, We had a fight and she went into the net is a quote from this movie and also how every one of my relationships ended. (laughs) We had a fight (laughs) and she went into the net. What was the other one? Once you upload, you can't download. No. If you upload, the net will tear you apart. Also, the net is like a tornado. (laughs) Yeah, there was pieces of her everywhere. All of this is still true 18 years later. They could have never known this. She was, uh, she was all over the dot coms and the dot nets and the, the dot orgs. <laughs> when was the last time you guys were at a, on a dot org? Oh, great question. Um, what about dot net? When was the last time you guys were on dot net? I'm I'll on give you a second. Org more than I'm on .net. Ah, uh, I was on the DMV. That's .gov. Oh, oh that's shit. .gov. Yeah. yeah, that doesn't count. I'm sharing my screen, listeners, and I just had my social security up for everyone to see. But you know what? What are you gonna do with a social security? Like, you can't show me like, again. Hi. 
I can be like, hey, I'm here to buy a car and my social is one. Right. I, how about I, that car now? I genuinely have no idea how I could use uh, someone's social security to my yeah. advantage. Hey, listeners, if you know what I can do with Brennan's social security number, right please in, DM please, me right at Dizzy Channel Tipsy Panel. Listeners, if you want my social security number, 061-069-420-6. Yeah, there you go. That's the one. My social security number, 42069. Wow. Lucky. All right. Put it in the books, folks. That's another one down. 70. 70 DCOMs down. Oh, boy. 70 too many. Uh, We got to rate it before. uh, I have some stats, but first we got to rate this movie. Um, For those of you who don't know, our rating system is very simple. It's a a heart or a... How do you dislike it? Yeah, it's a heart or a fart. fart. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to ratio this movie. Yeah. um, Ryan, you want to start? Not really. Okay. But I will anyway. Okay. Um, I'm not sure that there is a way that I could phrase what I'm about to say that could possibly convince you that I liked this movie. There's no sort of lead in that I could give this that would indicate to you anything besides my real rating to this movie, which is unequivocally a thumbs down. Um, it was funny when it wasn't supposed to be. It was not funny when it was supposed to be. Um, there were some great shots in this movie, like the one that uh, I'm seeing on the screen now, which is the father eating alone in, <laughs> in profile. That's fucking hilarious. Um, but yeah, for the most part, this movie uh, did a bad job with technology, did a bad job with uh, with social relationships. Um, and yeah, I mean, this movie gets a thumbs down for me. I mean, what more do you want? Uh it was it was not good and uh you shouldn't watch it. Okay. Um I'll I'll jump in here. Um because I have the exact opposite opinion. <laughs> I fair. liked this one when I was a kid, probably because it was less of like the, you know, stupid classic Disney trope jokes and slightly more interesting. I mean, you watch it as an adult and you're like, all of the tech and philosophy stuff is stupid. But um it, it was operating on a slightly higher level than most of the other movies. Um, I still think it's good. I, I, I still enjoyed watching it. And while I was worried that this was going to suffer from the stupid third act, um, I was it, right it and I was wrong. It is stupid, but it's so much, so much more interesting because the scale that they go to, like the main character going into a coma... And the holograph becoming a spiritual force that embeds itself in the universe. Sure. I'm, I'm fine with that. It's ridiculous. But I liked it. This one is a thumbs up for me unequivocally. I enjoyed it then. I enjoy it now. That's great. Thanks. I, I still think it was a dog shit movie. <laughs> You're entitled to your opinion. As are you, James and Brennan. All right, I'll go. Uh, you know, I thought it started off pretty strong. The subject matter was kind of interesting. I mean, you have to kind of give it credit. It was made 18 years ago, so it was far more interesting than maybe something we would come up with today. But as most of these movies do, it just fell apart in the third act. It got really bad, really weird. 
I don't, I didn't, I, I'm going to give it a fart, a thumbs down. All right. James, you're going to make or break this. I'm dying to know. I don't know uh, what make or break is in this scenario. <laughs> um, yeah, it's either it's either we're tied or I'm the only one that gave it a thumbs up. Either yeah. way, yeah, that's not and, promising. And make or break the 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 tie. Even if it's a tie, no one agreed that it was better than it was worse. At best, we're split. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I so I had lofty ideas for my uh, review of this. Um in that I was going to make it... Uh, so there's a scene in the movie where um, Loretta is like, I wrote a song, and she just takes the titles of other famous songs. Oh, my God. We forgot uh, to talk about that. Hey, now you're a rock star. Y- yeah. Feel the rain um, on your skin. So I was going to do my review in that uh, vein, and I only came up with a couple lines, but let's see if you can see where I was leaning with these lines. Okay. Um. If you love me, do enter Sandman using Jack the Knife to killing me softly. Bullet in the head. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay, that's a thumbs down. I, th- I think so. I'm not sure if you liked it or not, James. I didn't like it. Uh, but but at the same time, I, I thank it for keeping me more engaged in a decom than I've been in a little while. I right. so was against it that it actually kept my attention more in a weird way. Um, and the one part that I can fault but also can't fault, minute 55 to 58 when they're in the internet, God, that Perfect. shit is so crazy. It's just worth watching. Um, Absolutely. overall, for everything you guys have discussed, everything we've said already, it's a thumbs down. When the levee breaks... Crimea River. Yeah. <laughs> waterfalls. <laughs> that, was, that was good. Thanks. Uh, yeah, no, I, I'm going to uh, echo that too, James. I think the the scenes in the internet, I'm going to be thinking about that for a while. Yeah. Like I'll probably see something sketchy in a couple of weeks and go, virus alert, virus <laughs> alert. And not to mention that I watched with subtitles on whatever illegal site that I was watching it on, and the Fast English ones were... Too? Yeah, the English ones were from a, the wrong movie. Like the the <laughs> subtitles just didn't match with the movie, so I I read them in Dutch, which I don't speak. So the word for virus alert was like one word, and it was like alert and virus. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna be thinking about that. Tekken sick, right? When they when the 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 NPCs grow eyeballs and they go virus alert, virus alert. We all saw Walmart's uh, Metaverse commercial, right? About like shopping in the Metaverse. This movie's Metaverse looked better than that. Hey, you got some liquor. You want to put it in your cart? (laughs) (laughs) You want to remove that liquor from your cart? (laughs) You have milk at home. Don't buy this milk. Roscoe Roscoe loves Loretta. Obviously, he just wasn't speaking her her love language. Like he needed to come up to her and and initiate his romance sequence or yeah, or something like that. He had to go to her and say, "Loretta, zero one one zero 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 one one zero one zero. Sounds like Flight of the Concords when they sing in binary. Yeah. Do, do any of you or do any of our listeners remember that? I do. I remember that. 
one zero 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 one one zero 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 one. Ah, classic. Um, all right. Uh, we're done with the episode, but I have some quick stats. So I lied. We're not done with the episode. We have hit 70, and generally on the zeros, uh, I like to just run through the stats of what we've got. Uh, thumbs up, thumbs down, et cetera, et cetera. Um, at this point, 70 episodes in, I'm the only person with more thumbs ups than thumbs downs. Shocker. I'm also the, I'm also the person with the most alternative votes to the group. So anytime that one person voted against the group, I logged it. Um, I've done that nine times. Wow. And most of those times I gave it an up where you all gave it downs. Mm -hmm. However, there were a couple times, uh, namely, uh, uh, under wraps and can of worms where I gave them downs, but you all gave them ups. Dude, and can of worms. Honestly, retroactively, I I was in the wrong. Like both of those were were better than I gave them credit for at the time. Um, you didn't know. It's okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I was just going with what I thought of. Also, the last ten episodes have been the most. Um, how do I phrase this? Uh, I'll just say this. Before this episode, we had six episodes in a row where everyone voted either up or down. Wow. Um, we the most did, polarized? Yes. It, well, I was going to say that, but like polarized seemed to imply that we were split. It's almost but we're the most not. unified. Right. The most unified mm. we've been ever. We had six episodes in a row. It was two thumbs downs for everyone. It was just Under Wraps, the new one, and Return to Halloween Town. We had two th all thumbs ups in a row, which was Stepsister from Planet Weird. Arguably the best one. <laughs> and going to the mat. And then we had two straight th thumbs downs. Good luck, Charlie. It's Christmas and Xenon Z3. Uh, this is the first movie that we've seen in months where we broke that trend. Wow. And it's just because of me. So you're welcome. Thank you. Can I say something? Yes. Uh, as we sit here today recording, I only remember the past two that we've done. I only remember Xenon and Good Luck, Charlie. The other, like most recent ones, I couldn't recall what movies that even though you just said them <laughs> i don't remember what they were what they were about yeah um i went back to the episodes to listen to them to like pick out some snippets and hearing us say the names of these characters i'm like no th th those aren't those were not the names i don't yeah, remember that this is this is gorf and this is <laughs> cheston and they need to go to merc yeah um but yeah uh that's 70 episodes done Way to go, us. We've got Fuck. 75 around the corner. We usually do a bonus episode around then, and we've got some ideas brewing. We're not going to say anything just yet, but um, you might like what's coming up. Um, keep uh, keep a watch on uh, watch this space. Check out uh, our Instagram at Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. Check out our Twitter at Tipsy Panel. Um, email us, Disney Channel Tipsy Panel at gmail.com. Call the DCTP hotline. 914-863-1613. Um, yeah, just get in touch. Uh, we, we like engagement. We love content. Love content. You got decom content? Send that our way. You want to tell me where you were when Michael Jackson shit the bed? Please send tell, that tell our me. way. Um, you want to share your memories of September 11th, 2001? Yeah. Tell okay. us that, too. Yeah. I'm not going to stop you from sharing that. Literally can't. You want to explain to me your conspiracy theories about the novel coronavirus disease? Oh, you mean the 5G virus? Keep it to yourself. <laughs> That's our show, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. Tune in next time. We'll have another decom for you. Bye. Bye.
Right. Damn, seventy. We're 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 past the three year mark. Uh, any of you guys stop recording or just? I'm gonna stop. Recording.